0: You're listening to the NBA 2K League show on Dash Radio. Association, I love this oh, game, 48 minutes seven of The playoffs, the NBA Finals, uh, six minutes away from your team's first right title. It's, it's right only side. one quarter till your name hangs with idols. Yeah. Translation: everything yeah. 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 fundamental, vital. Each game is survival. Never Trump, be you choose. I write the music through your sound like the Miami Heat. South yeah. Beach, they be throwing a snake at the foot. Yeah, we should bring the heat. To the rim, reach it out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the NBA 2K League show on Dash Radio's Nothing Net channel. Brought to you by Road Microphones, studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. We are your source for NBA 2K League coverage each and every week, here covering the best of the best, not the rest of the rest. And the new season is upon us here on the NBA 2K League Show. Just finished the tip-off tournament. Congratulations to T-Wolves Gaming, who were able to take that championship over the 76ers. So congrats to them, and congrats to all the teams for taking part. For anyone that is not aware, we are going to go over the tip-off tournament's results. Going to take a look at the winners and the losers of the weekend, uh, top performers, and go in-depth into the tip-off tournament. We're also going to preview the season to come. That is going to be, obviously, regular season starts this coming weekend. Lots of great basketball to be coming your way. And, of course, where are you going to find that? Here on Dash Radio's Nothing But channel. We are the radio home of the NBA 2K League. For anyone that also isn't aware, make sure that if you do follow the NBA 2K League, even if you just want to watch it on YouTube and Twitch, once it's done, jump on over to our airwaves here on Dash Radio's Nothing But channel. And we have NBA 2K League show GG's that is our... Post game show for the nba 2k league where we will go dive in to the matchups how things went each night we're also going to feature player interviews and that's all going to be only available here on dash radio's nothing on that channel so you do not want to miss it and with that in mind let's dive in to this weekend's action from the tip-off tournament So, jumping right in, the way the tip off tournament worked is for anyone that isn't aware, uh, the winners, as far as the ter- end of the tournament, and then uh, second place, and third, and fourth, they're all going to get part of a prize pool. So, there's a, a lot of money going around. There was a lot to play for. So, players really wanted to win this. And if we've noticed things in the past, you know, one team, for example, that's had a lot of success in these tournaments in years past is Blazer 5. And uh, in many cases, the, the teams that do well in the tip-off tournament are some of the teams that do well in the regular season, which makes a lot of sense, right? So that's kind of something to watch for as we're going through here. Now, after day number one, let's just go over kind of how day one worked. And that was not every team, but about half the teams played on day one. And then on day two, you got the the next groupings and, and so on and so forth. And it started to uh, dwindle it down until we got to the champion. So, uh, day one, starting off with group number one, uh, three and one record for the Heat and a 19-point differential on the night. Uh, Two and two for the Gen G and that 17-point differential. And unfortunately for uh, a previous 2K League winner, the Knicks, one and three record, minus 36-point differential. So, you really are kind of running the gambit in terms of the success in this group, uh, you know, top end, a very good Heat team, and they've been good historically. Uh, you know, one of the first teams that we talked about on this show in previous seasons that really had embraced modern basketball. Right? They were very good at shooting the three. They would get the inside shots. So historically, the Heat have been a team that really seemed to understand uh, how to get things done. Then you jump into uh, group number two, and you got some heavy hitters here coming in this season at least my estimation uh two teams that I think could be pretty good you have uh the wolves 3 and 1 record 8 point differential so you know we're not talking about as dominating as some of the teams from group 1 but still you know a solid performance 3 and 1 then you have warriors and I know I've seen some people predict the warriors could be one of the favorites to win the championship this year so warriors are another good team uh 2 and 2 record though and a minus 4 point differential and then jazz 1 and 3 with a minus four point differential. So kind of an interesting uh, difference between Groups 1 and Groups 2. Into 3, and again, this is day one from the tip-off action. Uh, The winner of the third group uh, was Wizards District, 3-1 and with a 48-point differential. Let that sink in, how dominant they were uh, from that day one. And then you have... Hornets, Venom, 2-2 two and two record, a minus-7 point differential. And then, uh, unfortunately, at the bottom for fans of the Celtics, 1-3 and three record, and really, poor minus-41 point differential. Let's be honest, that's not going to get the job done. You need to be better than that if you're going to be successful in the 2K League. And this is actually, this next group, Group 4, is actually very similar. And uh, I'll, I'll get into why that is. But a 3-1 and one record for the leaders, which is 76ers. Thirty-point differential. Then you have uh, three and one record, which is really solid. And a sixteen-point differential for Magic Gaming, and then uh, in the rear is minus forty-six-point differential. That's not a joke. Not great. Zero and four record. Uh, arguably, the team that really struggled the most. In the day one of the tip-off tournament. So really unfortunate for fans of the Cavs. And for those players. Obviously you come into the season expecting better than that. And it did not pan out. So we'll kind of jump in some of the players that really had some big impacts on day one. And one guy, speaking of having a big impact. A guy that always has a big impact. And that is One Wild Walnut. With his new team, 76ers G6. His first game with his uh, new team, of course, the 76ers, and we're talking 24 points, only one missed field goal, 18 rebounds, five assists, and of course, the team was able to get the the win, which is very cool to see. I mean, what exactly are you looking for from a player that you just acquire in his first performance with your new team? You know what you want? Domination. and That's exactly what you got from him. Now, uh, some other things that we'll touch on as we kind of go over that day one. You have uh, Hornets GT, they were able to get the sweep of the Celtics, so uh, a good matchup there. You had uh, 72-51, Hornets took game one, and then 56-50, a little closer, but still that same result uh, is what ended up happening that one there. Uh, moving on, taking a look at some of the other things that we really saw in that night one, How about this? Magic Gaming. They were down 14 points at the half, and they were able to come back in that second half. Really, not only just a strong fourth quarter, but a strong second half of the fourth quarter as they were able to find a way to come back and get the victory. Uh, Very cool, and that was a very good matchup to be able to watch. We had a number of good games uh, in this tip-off tournament. Lots of players really shined uh, in that first night, but in the whole tournament As a whole, you really saw a lot of good basketball. And and certain teams really just got the job done. Some other things we want to highlight from the first night of matchups from the tip-off tournament. How about Heat Check taking on the Knicks? And Knicks score to take the lead with under... 20 seconds left, but then you have Stav and Heat Check Gaming have the ball, some really fancy dribbling, and just like that, he is able to hit the game winner off those handles. And that was all she wrote. And if you have not seen that play specifically, you can find that actually on uh, whether you want to watch it on Twitch, YouTube, and I believe the NBA 2K League actually ended up sending that play out uh, via their social media. So another way to watch that also. Other players that really stood out, uh, whether it was uh, Jay Money, who had a really nice game uh, for the Genji Tigers. He was a player that I think you really want to watch for. Uh, Some other guys that you want to take a look at. Let's go over the uh, top performers uh, specifically for day one of the tip-off tournament. You had B30, uh, point guard for the Jazz, 29 points per game, 13 assists per game. Let that sink in. How about one wild walnut? We already touched on his first game with his new team. But overall, 18.8 points per game, 13.3 rebounds per game. Just absolutely dominating. And then 26 points and 11 assists per game for JBM4 Wizards District. That's what you want to see From your team in night number one. Other players that were able to stand out. Let's take a look at Sav. We touched on him and that game winner for the Heat Check Gaming. He averaged 27 points per game, 14 assists per game, and 55, that's not a typo, 55% from three. That's how you're going to win basketball games. We talked about how really historically we've seen Heat Check Gaming be a team that, plays that modern-style basketball, and Sav's doing just that with that really electric, that fire from the three-point line. Uh, Hezzi, for Warriors gaming center, 21 points per game, 11.8 rebounds, and, yes, 2.5 blocks per game. And we ended off with uh, the Knicks. You know, the Knicks, unfortunately, did not have a great tip-off tournament, but that can't be the same... can't be said the same for duck point guard 19 points per game nine assists per game and one steal per game on that night number one so night number one is in the books now we're going to jump in to the newer teams that did not play in night one in that second night action you're listening to dash radio's nothing minute channel and this is the nba two k League. As we got ready and prepared for night number two, it actually ended up getting postponed. It was supposed to be on May 20th, but that did not happen. So instead of Thursday, those games got pushed to Friday night, and everything else got pushed as well. So instead of Wednesday through through Saturday, we ended up having games on Wednesday, and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And for anyone that's not aware... Make sure that you tune in to Nothing But Net if you can. If you're not able to watch it uh, watch it live, you can definitely listen here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel to all of the games. But also on the weekends, tune in if you missed any of the action. You can catch replays of all of the night's action on our airwaves. So keep that in mind as you go ahead with the NBA 2K League season. All right, let's jump into uh, night number two. Now again... They got postponed. There were some difficulties uh, technically with the servers. And so that was why the games for night number two got pushed off. And then all the other night's actions uh, got pushed off as well. So here we are jumping in to night number two. And night number two was good. You talk about night number one having lots of good action. And the same can be said for night number two. Lots of teams to really uh, tip off here on this one. Uh, starting off with uh Kings Guard gaming taking on the Bucks. And in game number one, Kings Guard were able to win that in a close one, 81 to 77. And that really set off, I guess you could say that was the theme of the night, which was good basketball. We're gonna go through, much like we did with game number day number one, we're gonna go through all the different groupings and how the teams did in their respective groups as far as their overall record, and their point differentials on night number two. Starting off with group number five, we had the Grizzlies as the winners out of that group, and that was a 3 and one record, 36-point differential. Then you had Hawks Talon, 3-1 and one record, a 6-point differential. Think about the difference there between the Grizzlies and the Hawks. Same record, but the Grizzlies, obviously, uh, much more dominant just in terms of how they were able to get their wins. And then at the bottom, unfortunately, for any Pistons fans, 0-4 record and a minus 42-point differential. That does it for group number 5. Uh, group number 6 up next, and uh, taking a look at some of the teams from that list, and you talk about the leader's of course, for that grouping are Mavs Gaming. Mavs Gaming have really historically been one of the better teams in the NBA 2K League. And so far, we saw that after night number two, a 2-2 two and two record. But here's the crazy part. How about this? A 2-2 two and two record and just a two-point differential. And if you think that's crazy, how about this? The Jazz, a 2-2 two and two record and a one-point differential. That just tells you how close their games were, and especially in, in terms of... The point differential in their losses versus their wins. Uh, Up next, you had another 2-2 record. Think about that. So now we're three teams deep in group number six. A 2-2 record and a minus-1 point differential. And that was Blazers. And lastly, you have the Lakers. A 2-2 record, minus-2 point differential. So that's how close this group was. Every single group ends up finishing with a 2-2 record. It's just, you know what? One, the best group. If you're the best team, if you want to call it. Mavs finished with a two-point differential. Lakers a minus two. That's just how close and how good the basketball was on night number two. Lastly, not least, we have group number seven. We have Pistons, 4-0, with a 43-point differential. Absolutely dominating. And then you have a couple two-and-two two teams. That seems to be uh, the theme for night number two is a record of two-and-two. And, two. and you had... Both the Nets as well as the Kings with 2-2 two and two records. Uh, the Nets, 11-point differential, and then the Kings, a minus-5-point differential. And then the team that is arguably going to uh, really look back at this and understand that they did not perform like they wanted, and that's Bucks 0-4 record and a minus-49-point differential. So unfortunately, that was one of the teams that jumped out of the tip-off tournament and really is going to look back and say again, This didn't go the way we wanted it to. The one thing I want to touch on now after two nights, let's take a look at, uh, so they actually, uh, Brian Mazik, part of the uh, 2K League, he actually did a ranking of all seven groups in the tip-off. And after uh, nights number one and two, let's take a look and see how he did. So we take a look at his, uh, we'll start with the bottom, actually. We'll start with group number seven. So this would be the group that he felt was the worst. And that would be Group 5, that's Raptors Uprising, Hawks Talon, and Grizz Gaming. So that's what he kind of felt. And and what he touches on here is Raptors Uprising were the, the team that was really good in the regular season, but then they were not able to get it done in the finals last year. So you look at that, you say they've got players like Kenny Got Work, Timely Cook, they've got good players, and those guys should come into this season and really be solid players. So then we look at... Uh, the next grouping, let's take a look at the sixth group. He has group two, which is Warriors, Pacers, and T-Wolves Gaming. Now, obviously, we'll take a look at this when we say, all right, well, T-Wolves Gaming uh, was pretty successful in this tournament, and we're obviously going to get more into that. But that's not who he touches on. Uh, the, the, the team that he really kind of takes a look at here is uh, more so is the Warriors. And he feels like that's going to be a team that's going to be able to uh, get the job done. And he actually says that they are his favorites uh, to win it all in the, the regular season. So that's that's kind of interesting to watch. Now you look at those two groups that he has as two of the worst groups. And it's interesting because he talks about how if the Warriors were able to make it to the finals, not just of this tournament, but of finals of the regular season they would have a chance to be they'd be the first team uh, able to advance to the finals twice. So that's kind of interesting there. They would be in a race as he puts it, he calls it a race with Knicks, Heat, Wolves, uh, Sixers and Wizards. Those would be the other teams that have made it to the finals. Uh so we talk about that. So number 7 he has group 5 and number 6 he has group 2. Now the first thing I'll I'll, I'll notice is that yeah, group number 2, T-Wolves were the team that really stood out in that uh first night's games as far as group 2 is concerned, and I I think that it's tough to say that group 2 is 6th. I think they've proven that they should be higher up on this list. But again, this is just his prediction. I'm, you know, we're not taking shots at him. We're just kind of seeing how those predictions ended up working out it's in terms of the actual Uh, on the court from the tip-off. And looking at that group number five, so this would be the group that he actually had as dead last. Uh, Group number five is interesting. So let's take a look at them. They actually, uh, he had them as last, but they had three and one from the Grizz, three and one from Hawks Talon. Now, he's not totally wrong. Arguably, you know, this is one of the worst teams that we saw, which was the Raptors. And the crazy thing there is it's another example where he touched on how good, The Raptors were last season, and he thinks that they should be strong again this year, and they just did not show up in the tip-off tournament night number one, or sorry, night number two. So uh, very interesting there, and if you look at it that way, you can understand, all right, well, you know what? It's interesting. He was not totally wrong, just in terms of uh, at least one team in that group, but the team that was poor was the one he expected bigger things from. So... That's something to watch going forward. The tip-off tournament doesn't guarantee anything, but I'm telling you this: if you go into that tip-off tournament and you play well, I think it just sets you off on the right path for your season. At number five, he has group number one. Group number one was Nix, uh, Gen G, and Heat Check Gaming. So if we take a look at group number one, and how they actually finished off: three and one, two and two, and a one and three record. What sets them apart, though, why I think this group actually is interesting is their point differentials are, are rather large. Nineteen for the Heat, uh, seventeen for Gen G, but then you talk about the Knicks minus thirty six, and you look at this group and and they're probably uh, kind of right in the middle. I think it's fair to say they're you know they're not the best group that ended up in this uh, tip off tournament, but definitely some good teams to watch going forward. And then you have Group Number Four at Number Four. And that's 76ers, Magic, and Cavs Legion is what you're looking at there. And taking a look at group number four, interesting. They were very good. 3-1 for the Sixers, 3-1 for the Magic. But then, you know, you had another team that just had a kind of a dud. 0-4, a minus 46-point differential. And they're very similar to what we touched on with the Raptors, a team that just did not show up in their first night of play. Good... Top-heavy and very, very bottom-heavy when you look at group number four and how they performed in the first two nights. Next up, in the and what does he say? Actually, that's a good thing we want to look at here is they talk about his first question is how is OFAB going to impact the Cavs roster? Those are interesting questions um, as far as looking at this group because they also talk about how is 76ers going to look without Radiant? So these are all, I think, really good things. You look at last season, and the Cavs were poor last season. And and just like Brian talks about here, is OFAB going to be the guy that can make the difference? Get them from going 4-12 and last season to being more competitive? So far, we have not seen it. But again, it's early on. It's early on. At number three, they have group number three, which was, of course, Hornets-Venom, Celtics-Crossover, and Wizards-District. Now if you look at that group, group number 3, that's a group that I would I would say definitely should be lower on the list, maybe last. I don't know. 3 and 1, 2 and 2, 1 and 3, but you're talking Hornets with a minus 7 point differential, minus 41 for the Celtics, but then Wizards district, one of the most dominant teams that we saw in this tournament, 3 and 1 record on that night, 48 point differential. So it really is another one of those things where they're very top heavy. But after Wizards District, you did not get the strong play you were hoping for from some of these players. Now, here's the thing, and this is where he's actually right. He talks about how Wizards District is expected to dominate this group, and that's exactly what happened. He actually was expecting, well, maybe not expecting, but he would not have been shocked if we had an undefeated uh, grouping from Wizards District. They was close. He does think that both the other two teams, you know are going to be the teams that set up this group and how well they actually perform. And so he's right in that regard is that they weren't able to perform, and I think that's what drops group number three, probably in my estimation lower than three uh, when all was said and done. And number two, he has group seven. That's Nets, Pistons, Bucks, and Kings Guard Gaming. And if you look at how that group actually performed, it's interesting. It's really, uh, you know, a tale of two teams Pistons at the top 4-0, then you have Bucks 0-4, 43-point differential, negative 49-point differential, and both of the Kings and the Nets really weren't anything special. This is definitely a team that as we look back at the tournament, they would definitely drop. They would not be at that number two spot. Lastly, let's take a look at the top team, or I say the top group and that's group 6 is the group that he ended up having as top that is Jazz Blazers Mavs and Lakers gaming and as we take a look at group number 6 what really stands out when we look at that group and honestly that's the group that was 2 and 2 2 and 2 2 and 2 and 2 and 2 and if you take a look at that and if you if you want to decide how i guess you rank these teams you could argue that this was by far the most competitive group, every one of them being two and two. to me that sets the stage and you could argue that maybe it is the best group. Time's going to tell there, but I just thought it was interesting to kind of take a look at those rankings and and see how we, we thought different teams or how he thought different teams would perform versus how they ended up actually performing. Now before we move on to the night three action, let's take a look at some of the top performers from night number two. Starting off with Kenny got work. He had a really impressive 26.3 points a game and 9.8 assists per game. So almost averaging a double-double. A very solid for him. How about Mama I'm that Man? 24 points a game and 9.5 assists per game for the Kings. And then Crazy, small forward, 16.8 points a game, 13.3 rebounds a game for the Lakers. And let's take a look at three more names that really stand out from the night number two action. Bash, the point guard for the Blazers, 32 points a game, 11 assists per game. Super impressive from him. Taking a look then at Chalk from Nets Gaming Crew. And uh, how about that? Point guard, 19.8 a game, 15.5 assists. That is not wrong. I am not not a typo. You are not hearing me incorrectly. 15.5 assists per game. And then Greenlight, the shooting guard, 29 points a game and 9.3 assists per game. To round off our top performers of the night. And actually, how about we go three more? We only went six in the first group. Let's go nine here. We have, first of all, for Grids Gaming, a name that everyone that listens to the 2K League show knows, one of our favorite players from last season, Vandy, with 34 points per game, 10.3 assists. Then you had C's, who was point guard, of course, and has had a good start to his season, 32.3 points a game, and 9.8 assists per game. And then we ended off with Reg from the Bucs, 32.5 points a game, 11.3 assists. I see that, and I kind of think of past seasons of Authentic African, where he didn't have all the help that he needed when he was with the Grizz. Is this going to be an issue for Reg? Hopefully not. Hopefully the Bucs are able to turn things around. And that's going to do it for our coverage of game, or night number two. And now we will jump in. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing on That channel, and this is the NBA 2K League Show, your source for all things NBA 2K. All right, as we jump into night number three, first thing we want to do is take a look at how the, how the teams were seeded and what the matchups were. This was best of three. So all these quarterfinal matchups were best of three. Let's start at the top. You have Pistons, the one, taking on the eight, which was Magic. You then had the two, which is Wizards District, taking on Mavs, the seven. You had Grizz taking on the Wolves, who were the six. And 76ers taking on Heat Check in the four versus five matchup. Uh, this is a good time, I guess, to go over what these teams were really playing for here. And this was $70,000 to first place, $50,000 to second place, and $20,000 apiece for the third and fourth teams. So all it takes is you win this first matchup, and I shouldn't say all it takes because that is no easy feat. These are all the best teams and the best players in the NBA 2K League. But you get through that first matchup, and all of a sudden you're in that Final Four and you are guaranteed some sort of prize money. So a lot to play for if you're any of these teams going into the quarterfinal matchups. Uh, Interesting... One thing I, I will say that uh, 2K actually did, and I, I will say you want to follow the 2K league on social media and take a look here. But if you were able to, uh, they did a pick 'em challenge going into these uh, last two nights of games, and here's how it worked. Overall winner, you would uh, the overall winner would win a champion physical merch item. Uh, then you had an NBA 2K in-game item and a DoorDash gift card. Those are things that you could have won if you're following along with the 2K league and you make your picks. They actually had a link uh, you could follow to make those picks. So things like that, make sure that you pay attention to the NBA 2K League on Twitter and on any of the social media uh, platforms that they are on just to kind of get a feel for what's going on, the big storylines in the NBA 2K League. And of course, we're going to bring a lot of that to you as well. But who wouldn't want to win some free swag from the NBA 2K League? Here we go, jumping in to night number three. And there was lots of good action from all eight teams that ended up making it here to the quarterfinals. Ultimately, though, let's go down the list as there was a lot of I guess a lot of underdogs, if you want to call it that, or at least teams that were lower seeds moving on. You had the Wolves beating the Grizzlies, so six over three to move on to the semifinals. You had um the two seed did end up winning as the Wizards ended up beating the Mavs moving on. Over in the 1 versus 8, the 8-seed Magic move on and able to beat the number 1 seed Pistons. And then in the 4-5, or you know, you're looking at two teams that are pretty even as far as what they've been able to do so far. And the 4 did move on. 76ers move on to the semifinals. Now in the semifinals, you're talking 8 versus 4, Magic versus Sixers. And 6 versus 2, Wolves taking on Wizards District. As we did before, who are the players that really stood out when it came to the quarterfinal matchups. Starting off with Reezy, he was able to do 29 points per game and and 7.5 assists, so solid play from him. You then had Greenlight, again a player that we're spotlighting. I think he's going to be one of those names to watch for the regular season. 15 points a game, 9.5 assists per game. How about a guy that's really getting the job done in this one for 76ers? Dre, the point guard, 30 points a game. 11 assists per game, and then rounding out that list for Sixers again. And no surprise, they were able to move on as One Wild Walnut, as per usual, gets the job done, 16 points a game, and 13.5 rebounds per game. Other players of note from the quarterfinal matchups, we'll start off with Dimes, who's doing exactly that, 9 assists per game, and 27 points per game. Then have JBM, point guard for Wizards District, 25 points a game, and 11 assists per game one thing we're seeing from a lot of these top performers is guys getting double doubles and a lot of players that are really willing to share the basketball that's how you're going to win basketball games Day Fry a guy that is no surprise to be on this list center for the Wizards district 22 points a game seven rebounds a game and then lastly, Beard Bear to Beast, a player that we all know and love, if you follow the NBA 2K League, has been so good for T-Wolves Gaming, and the tip-off was no different. 20.5 points a game and 10.5 assists from him. And now we jump in to the semifinals. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and this is the NBA 2K League show, your source for all things 2K League. So then the tip-off tournament, we jump to the semifinals and the finals. Now, taking a look at the start, first game on the docket was Magic Gaming taking on 76ers GC. 76ers able to win a close one, 55-53. Followed up by Wizards District taking on T-Wolves Gaming in another close matchup. Wolves take it, though, 75-71. to Magic not looking to be deterred or the one team that gets swept do come back and win a close one, 59-53. And just like that, it, everyone is all tied up. That is after Wizards District with the biggest win of the semifinals, 74-61 to 61 over T-Wolves Gaming. Now it is 1-1 in both series. But, of course, it was not meant to be for Magic, as 76ers win the next one, 75-62. Same with T-Wolves winning 64 to 58 over Wizards District. So now we have the championship. Wizards District taking on T-Wolves Gaming. And I would say going into this. Most people felt that Wizards District were one of the teams to beat. In terms of just being one of the favorites. And I think the T-Wolves were probably a little bit underrated coming into this chan- in, into this tournament. So cool to see them make that jump. Game number one goes to T-Wolves Gaming. in a close one. 77 to 74. Next one was also close. Seventy-sixers take it 62 to 58. And then it all comes down to game number three. And T Wolves, as we all know, end up champions 72 to 66. And actually, going off of that, let's take a look at the players that really performed well at the end of the tournament. So looking at the the players that really caught my eye, you're looking at Dre, point guard twenty-seven and a half points, and 10.2 assists per game. Very, very solid for the point guard for 76ers. Then you have, from Magic Gaming, Reezy point guard, 28 points a game, 6.7 assists a game. One Wild Walnut never disappoints, 19.7 points a game, and 12.2 rebounds. Slaughter, T-Wolves Gaming Center, 14.8 points per game and 10.4 rebounds. But that's not it. we got a few other players that we really want to make sure we highlight. And that is JBM for Wizards District, 21.7 points, 9.4 assists a game for the point guard. And then we have the MVP of the tournament, Shifty Kai, 22 points a game and 5 assists a game. Very, very impressive from all of those players. And actually, one more guy I want to shout out, Dave Fry. Forever, one of our favorites on this show, 18 points a game and 11 rebounds a game. That's going to do it for our coverage of the tip-off tournament. Congratulations again to T-Wolves Gaming. And we'll see what the season brings for some of these teams that played well. And we'll see if some teams that really struggled in the opening tournament are able to get things back on track hopefully sooner than later for those teams and their fan bases now we're going to jump into our season preview take a look at some power rankings as well as some predictions for the season you're listening to the nba 2k league show and this is dash radio's nothing next channel. all right let's take a look at the season coming up here, and we're going to start with the power rankings as I have them currently. It deals with a little bit from last season, as well as uh, a main part of it, of course, is the tip off tournament because, you know, power rankings are about what have you done for me lately? What are you doing for me now? And I'm sorry, but if, if you won the tip off tournament, you're the hottest team in the sport right now, I and mean, that's just the, the only way to look at it. But if there's teams that didn't make it into a, a certain bracket, or didn't, I guess, didn't make it into the bracket and were just part of the original uh, first two days. And then you can, I think, dive a little deeper and maybe look at their record from last year and kind of go from there. So we'll go kind of, we'll go in reverse. Uh, so we'll start we'll start with one and then uh, work our way back down to 23 because some of the top ones are obvious, right? So at number one, you have T-Wolves Gaming. They win the tip-off tournament. They have the MVP. Lots to like about the T-Wolves and as i said they're the hottest team right now so it makes sense to have them here at this top spot then you go to sixers obviously they were the team that ended up losing to the t wolves in the finals so it makes sense to have them there next up you have the wizards wizards are one of my favorite teams uh, com- coming into this season if you look at what the wizards actually were able to do last year you know they finished 12 and 3 they were they were a good team last year they were they ended up finishing fourth in the regular season i mean that's a good team and, and I, I anticipate them doing even more this season uh, if they can. So that's why I have them there. Then you have the Magic at number four. Magic actually were not—they were kind of average last year. When you look at uh, their roster, the Magic were uh, seven wins, nine losses, nothing to write home about necessarily. They were right in the middle. And uh, they were good in the tournament. We're going to keep them here at four so far. Pistons at five. Pistons were really, really good in the first stage of the tournament. And, you know, they just weren't able to move on. So this is kind of where we have them here. Grizz at 6. The Heat. The Heat are a team that I always come back to and I really, really like. I have them at 7 just because that's kind of how the tip-off tournament went. But they're a team that, when all is said and done, uh, could be one of the uh, better teams in the league. And at 8, we have the Mavs. Another team that made it into the actual brackets but did not make it any further than that. All right. At number nine, we have the Hawks. They finished the seed play at three and one with a plus six point differential. Now, uh, the Hawks were a team that last year, again, kind of middle of the pack, but more so, uh, more so down actually. They were more towards the bottom, but kind of middle of the pack. They were six and nine on the season. You know, really nothing to write home about necessarily, but a team that you know could look to uh, take that next step. And they were they were good three and one and a six point differential is solid in the seed play. Then you have Gen G; uh, they finished seed play two and two with a seventeen point differential. What that really tells us is that's a team that can score some points, maybe some close losses. You know, those are the things that you're looking at in some of these games. And very similar, just like Hawks, they finished uh, six and ten last season. So that was where you uh, finished it off on the season. Again, 2-2 two and two with a 17-point differential. That's nothing to slouch at, and that's why I have them at that 10 spot. At 11-12, two teams that I think are kind of interchangeable. Both teams finished the season last year very strong. So at 11, I have the Warriors and the Jazz at number 12. Warriors finished last season as the third-best team, 13-3, and three, and then... You have the Jazz, 14-2 uh, and two last season. A very solid regular season for them last year. That's a good team, and they're going to hope to take another step here. But just based on last season, based on where they finished, this is kind of where we have them so far uh, for the power rankings, including the tip-off tournament action. At 13, we have Blazer, 5-2, two and 2 with a minus-1 point differential. You know, Blazer 5 are a team that was just outside of the playoffs. They were part of that grouping, so it was Nets, T-Wolves, and Blazer 5 that were right there at 8-8, eight and eight. almost made it, but just didn't have enough. So it, it makes sense that they kind of fall in the middle again here. Then you have a string of 2-2 two and two teams uh, at 14—well, actually, Blazer 5 were 2-2 two two as well, but also uh, Lakers, Nets, Kings, and Hornets in that order. So Lakers at 14, uh, minus 2-point differential— Nets two and two with an eleven point differential, so they actually were positive. Kings two and two with a minus five, and Hornets two and two with a minus seven. Now the Kings are a team that probably, uh, or sorry, I should say the Nets are a team that they showed probably a little more than what the ranking has them, and they were good last year, right? They were they were one of those eight and eight teams that performed pretty well. In fact, you know, as I sit here and talk about that. You know, I think I gotta move. I think I gotta move them up. I think we're gonna move up the Lakers. Or sorry, I think we're gonna move up the Nets. So we're gonna move them up slightly above those uh, other tiers. So we're gonna move the Nets up to thirteen, and we're gonna drop Blazer five. And uh, let's see, Blazer five and the Lakers. We're gonna move them down a little bit. So try this again. Well, we'll go thirteen. Will be the Nets. And then you have 14 would be Blazer 5, and 15 would be the Lakers. Next up at 16, we have the Kings, 2-2 two two at a minus 5, and the Hornets, 2-2 two two at a minus 7 at 17. And then you kind of have the bottom tier teams that just really didn't perform well in the tip-off tournament. We're talking about the Pacers, 1-3 with a minus 4, and then this is where it gets a little ugly when you look at the records and the point differential. So Knicks were 1-3 and three with a minus 36, Celtics 1-3 and three with a minus 41. Uh, Raptors, I'll be honest, this one was tough because I looked at this and I said, should I really have them much higher given how they finished last season and how good they were in the regular season last year? But you know what? Again, it's what have you done for me lately, and I just can't justify moving them up at this stage. So uh, Raptors, they 0-4 with a minus 42. And yes, great last season, but doesn't necessarily translate over so far. Bucks 0-4 with a minus 49. And then Cavs Legion 0-4 with a minus 46. That's a team that struggled last year. They started the season off struggling now. I do have concerns with Cavs Legion and what's going to end up happening the rest of the year. But it's so early. The regular season is upon us right now. And so there's so much room for a team to really change the narrative that they started the season out with and how they played in the tip-off tournament. So... Let me end this week's episode. We're going to look at the predictions. And, you know, for me, I'm going to say this. I'm from Minnesota. I got to go with my T-Wolf. They won it two years ago. That is my prediction going into the season. I think the T-Wolves are going to find a way to get a second championship. They are going to be the first team to make it to a second finals appearance. Other teams of note that I think are really going to uh, be solid, solid teams this year would be the Wizards, our team that I like a lot. The Heat always seem to be a team that I really, really follow and and appreciate. And then the Warriors, I think, are going to be better than what we saw in the tip-off tournament. So those are a few teams to kind of watch for going into the season. And I'm excited. I don't know about you, but I'm very excited for this NBA 2K League season. And we're going to bring you one to two episodes, three episodes a week. We're also going to bring you, as, as we talked about earlier, listen in after the games finish. And you can listen to the NBA 2K League show, GG's. Which is actually hosted this season by our friends from the Off the Ball Network that are a part of the Nothing But Net channel. That's something you want to listen to every week. We're going to bring you tons of great content there. We're going to do interviews with players. You don't want to miss any of the action. And of course, you can listen to all the NBA 2K League action live on our airwaves here on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. Thanks again for listening to this edition. I love this game 48 minutes of being played 82 Swams well, and throws The NCAA Where they run and gone from fun National Basketball Association I love this game 48 minutes of being played 82 tracks On the left Take three the playoffs. Finals. Uh, six minutes away from your team's right first out, title. Right it's right only one quarter to your name hangs with idols. Preparation, oh. preparation, yeah. fundamental, vital. Each game is survival. Never Trump, be truth. You're writing music through your sound like the up Miami Heat in New South Beach, they be showing us love. Now, when it matters, you're playing big. To a oh. yeah. oh. the rim. To the rim. Reach it out. Shut up,